is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Michael Buchanan, we continue the conversation on relationships in the industry, of course, staying positive, and just doing you. So I hope you enjoy this fantastic part two of a conversation with Michael Buchanan. You're absolutely right. And you brought up relationships in the industry, which... My God, I don't even need to do that. It's you could just do this by yourself. Um, <laughs> what are, what are your views on you know professional relationships in the theater industry? I love having having personal connections in this industry. It's mm. something that um, I really cherish. My professional relationships with people, uh, those that turn more personal, and those that don't. Mm. Um, but I think that you know, in a lot of ways, there are, there are things that I've gotten and things that I have, let's say, booked or been a part of, big or small, hmm. that have come from the reputation that I have given people in the room, that I've given people on the street, you know, in the audition room. Like, no one should ever discount that, you know, when you're in an audition room, let's say, no, no one should ever discount that even if you're not deeply involved in a relationship with the, these people that are, that are trying to give you a job or considering you for a job, you, it is still a relationship and you mm -hmm. need to present yourself in the way that you, that you would honestly, you know, live your life as, so, you know, they, they want to, they want an insight into your talent, but they also really need an insight. The good casting directors and the good creative teams, they really are trying to also put together a team of people that will work well together mm -hmm. and will be harmonious and will also be there to say, yes, I am here for these things. I am here for your, your creative vision that mixes with mine. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I, I would never discount uh, my personal relationships in this industry because it has served me well in terms of working again with a, with someone or, you know, just being in their mind for something that comes up way in the future that we don't even know about yet. They're like, you know, who would be great at this and also be the most fun person in the room, Michael Buchanan, let's get him, mm -hmm. you know, and that doesn't always happen. Let's, let's be real. Like I'm, you know, I'm so glad Broadway's back, but you know, who's not back on Broadway is Michael Buchanan. So, you know, I, right. we can, I would love to tangent into that. We can maybe teach your, non-performer listeners about how to engage with performers especially when they're coming out of covid or when we're coming out when we're just not working <laughs> let's uh can we do that right now yes please. okay all right top thoughts what are they the the biggest one is um <laughs> is okay, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna word for word it like this is what okay. i get most every day. I don't, I don't know. You might get something similar, but oh my God, it's so exciting. I read the news and Broadway's back. Aren't you so excited to go back? And my first thought is you obtuse. I'm going to blank that. Okay. You obtuse beep. <laughs> like, like, yeah. first of all, you don't, you don't just, you don't ask those questions, even when it's not a COVID time or a pandemic, you just don't ask in that way. You can be like, hey, what's going on in your life? And you know what I'll offer? If I am going back to Broadway, I'd be like, I'm very excited to go back to Broadway. You know, the, 
it's the same as if like you know somebody's out of work for a while you're like oh i heard boeing is is uh is you know they found like 40 new jobs are you are you going back or are you like are you excited to be an aerospace engineer now is that your you know what i mean i'm just like right 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 if you can't like if you can't like overlap any other industry and how you would talk to 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 any other human like maybe just leave it out of the conversation it's kind of like you know my my mom this most supportive lady on the planet as far as i'm concerned mm. you know it's she has had to learn these lessons too just because i would i would i want to share with her an exciting part of my day or a part a part of my week that's like i am I'm going in for the seventh time for fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. This time it might be great. And I'm, I feel great about what I did. It's also a lesson she had to learn, but like, you don't get to ask me every day if the, if it came through, like, the, you know what I mean? Like that's, it's like saying like, I had a great job interview the other day. And if you every day ask about that, did they thing, call? when, yeah, yeah, that's really, really insensitive. It is. And it doesn't and happen so, in any other Feels. yeah come on uh, you know but um, but i will say like you know part of the charm i think of of the performing arts in general is it's something not everyone can do it is highly specialized mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to be good at it and to be very marketable at it is also another level of expertise yeah. so i i do appreciate the mystical aspect of that in terms of for other people like they do they really do think that it is a little otherworldly so that it is hard for them to draw that connection to that it's a life that it is real life that is this is not for fun right. this is feeding my family <laughs> you know like it's a job. It, you know so yeah yeah and i think uh, you know kindly speaking about it to people and correcting them in in ways that help them have the vocabulary to talk to other performers, I think is a good thing. So even though I was like, how dare these fuckers, excuse me, beat me. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, how dare they think that's okay? Well, on the other side of that sword is, is you know, of course they don't because no one has, has really shared with them like that this is a real profession, that this is like, you know, yeah. my life. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely get what you're saying because I mean, again, it's entertainment, so it's a much otherworldly, well said kind sure. of thing. But the the conversations that I had during the pandemic when I was down in Florida, a lot of them were like, Oh, you're an actor. What were you in on Broadway? And mm -hmm. the conversation that I would say to them is like, Oh, you are an accountant. Have you worked for the big four? <laughs> Which big firm right. did you work for? You have your own firm. I don't care about your own theater company. That's not, you know, it's like, no, that's not, it doesn't compute that way. You know what I mean? The, the answer to like, you're an accountant is not, have you worked in the big four? Because if you haven't, you're really not legit. You know, it's cool. You started your own thing, but, and I, you know, so I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Oh, I get it. We could yeah. go on for that for a while. Oh my God. Right. And but, you know, like yeah. just to put this plug in there, like, you know, Broadway is amazing. Yeah. Broadway is the top of our industry. It's the top of our pay scale in most cases, mm. most. But that don't that don't mean that they that it is that there is not amazing art happening all around this country. And yes. you know, I've I've done some of my most treasured treasured things that are, that have not been on Broadway. You know, so 
there's there's that too and there's there's that kind lesson to pass on as well some to, of the uh, yes some of the least commercial theater i've ever done has been the most artistically inspiring yeah. so um uh changes you've made in your life during the pandemic that have increased positivity and decreased negativity anything oh i love that i love that i I had a dark moment or five, <laughs> you know, I think we can all attest to that no yeah. matter what industry you're in. Um, yeah. But it, I'll, I'll kind of say esoterically how this came to be and then explain what my trajectory was. But I was in a moment where um, the other career that I have fostered for myself outside of theater was not able to have me back. And also there was obviously no performing opportunities anywhere, except for those on Zoom from my living room. And that, mm. wasn't, that wasn't necessarily interesting nor fulfilling for me um, monetarily or uh, spiritually or artistically. Mm. So I, you know, I, 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 again, I stayed out of that lane. There were plenty of people doing as some amazing stuff online, absolutely, but it wasn't my jam. And it was very frustrating. And I think I gave, I gave myself a lot of grace to put whatever I wanted in my body. Um, you know, I'll leave that very broad. And you know, my my health was slowly like not not feeling good. I wasn't feeling good in many ways. Mm. And so I had this moment where I was so frustrated by the the job that I was doing to kind of make ends meet. Um, that I luckily uh, happened into that wasn't paying me a lot of money, but also wasn't respecting what I was bringing them. Mm. And it was really, it was really frustrating. And then I like, you know, I had a good cry about like, I don't think I'll ever be an actor again uh, for money. <laughs> and, you know, so I went, I came to this place and I was like, I can't control any of this life that is literally crumbling around me. And I'm, it's, it's coming to a point where I'm not going to be able to support my family or, you know, and that, that kind of thing. And I just was like, what is, I went down to a basic moment of what can I control in my life? And I was like, you know what I can control? I can control what goes in my body and how I am physical and how I can uh, work on it. And I, I had a huge body transformation at the like tail end of the shutdown. Mm -hmm. And it really has been something that has really been inspiring to me and, and others that, you know, it was the one thing I can control. And I realized that although I have been fit in the past, it has been because I was lucky enough to work, you know, work a job that was like an eight times a week schedule and consistently through other, through all these shows and the way I was being cast was very physical. So like I was able to, <laughs> put whatever I wanted in my body and be able to like, you know, I call we called it show body. I don't think that's, I think that's a term that most people have used before. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to like, you know, I have two months off. I'm going to just like do whatever I want because when I go back to the show, I'll have show body. Well, you know, I'm well into my forties now and I don't get cast that way anymore when I do get cast at all. Mm. And so I was realizing like, Oh my God, I have to do this on purpose and then we can figure that out. So I, I you know, it, that, that was a real big turning point and a lot of things followed. I happened back into this other career and it is very good to me. Um, I'm not done performing, but it is very nice mm -hmm. to have this. And I also talk about this career in a different way than I did before. This was usually my 
dirty little secret that I made money over here while I wasn't performing. And I was a little embarrassed to say that, you know, not embarrassed mm. to make money, but like, you know, embarrassed to be like, well, I'm not in a show, you know, and, and you try to, you, you inadvertently, you know, uh, uh, measure your success on the success of your friends. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I sure. wish I was that kind of performer that really has, you know, has consistent Broadway to Broadway paychecks. But, you know, that's never been my, my journey. So anyway, long story long is that <laughs> that really uh, kickstarted me into another way of thinking about my art and about my other career, which I now call it that instead of, instead of this little side gig that I do when I'm not, you know, performing. Sure, sure. I love specifics. So if you're willing, I'm curious, yeah, sure. what have you discovered yeah. about what you put into your body now and your, you know, well, physical movement now? We just started paying attention a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> like, you know. Sometimes it's all it takes. It's the, sim <laughs> it's the simplest thing. It's like, you know, uh, when, I, when I don't look at nutritional like values on the back of packages I and you know and I just start eating at will mm. like it's it, you know I end up like consuming so many calories that I'm like what I did that on nuts almonds did that to me you know what I mean like it's those kind um. of revelations and I'm like oh right well if I you know if I just had the monkeys and I you know got the same satisfaction over a barrel of carrots. It's yeah. those kind of stupid sure. decisions that really have made. And to really, you know, to really just have some movement in my life. I'm not saying that I have some kind of um, rigorous workout schedule, which, you know, I'm inspired to set up, but, you know, it's, it's just like making sure that every day has something in it that is physical for my body. I mean, to quote Clueless badly, it's like, well, we should probably do something good for our bodies and then we should like learn a vocabulary word a day and then you know that kind of thing and it really is <laughs> you know, i mean i'm paraphrasing yeah yeah well I you know what it's it's fine what is the um the the job you're you're doing is that um entertainment uh, parallel is that no completely... it's not and it's really it's you know i before before i booked crybaby i in 2007 the summer of 2007 i just done the crybaby baby i just done the crybaby um workshop and that was just a blast and a half and we had this hiatus until um la jolla <clears throat> there's another story there but that's for another podcast <clears throat> um that tangent but hmm. i needed some work uh i wasn't i didn't have a gig so i i went through this temp agency and they placed me at this this architectural firm uh excuse me this engineering firm for three weeks to do some kind of excel expert workshop worksheet kind of thing and you know fake it till you make it i have a husband who's very adept at um at excel so i was like if you are just ready to answer any of my phone calls and then i got to the thing and they they overestimated their need first of all but i also got it done in three days not three weeks and so they were impressed and they were just like, you know, will you stay for three weeks? And I was like, I need to, thank you. And so, but whenever I needed work since then, like I would go to a gig and I would have them be my first call and they have, they have so many times had me back. So since Love 2007, that. I have sporadically worked for this company. Um, 
till now. And, you know, every time I come back, there's more responsibility, more learning, more things, more, more, whatever. And they've been so good to me. And now I'm, you know, now I'm, I'm kind of a, I don't want to jinx it, but like, you know, I'm kind of a go-to for a certain, uh, certain project administrator in this, in this world. And it really, it really feels good to be wanted and also know that you're good at what you're doing. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I think, I mean, personally, you know, my personal belief on it is like, I think anyone who just sticks to one thing, any one thing in life, you got to have a, you need to have a toolkit (laughs) and not just in performing. You need to, you need to have a full, because you don't know what life's going to bring. Everyone, everyone I have on this show, life path, none of them are parallel. (laughs) I haven't had two people with the same life path. And that makes sense because we're all unique individuals. So I love it. Um, Looking towards the future, what are, what are you looking towards? What do you, what excites you? Um, good question. Uh, still figuring that out really, because it's Great. all changing. I mean, yes, this last is. year, has, these last two years have changed me in, in a multitude of ways. Um, there, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I think, I do think that I'm very excited to be a performer when I can be. Mm. And I'm also, I'm also like, cause I, I just know that's not something that I'm putting on any kind of back burner in any way or any means, sure. but you know, I do understand that I can concurrently be good at something over here and also be really good, a really great artist that, you know, does things for themselves. So I'm very excited to keep working on my own stuff, mm. my own concert things and, you know, I trying to daily care less about what what the people that control the money in these jobs uh, think of me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but on the other hand of that, I say that and then I also immediately I'm like, but I'm also not actively trying to piss anybody off. Like I'm I, you know what I mean? I'm I'm just trying to live in whatever truth is me as a person and me as a performer and artist and hope that people really see what they need to see and then snatch me up for their stuff. I'm hmm. not, I'm not as interested as interested in fitting in the box that they need me to fit in, in order to like plead for um, a couple dollars on the road in a, you know what I mean? You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm making decisions yeah. I'm making decisions that, that are good for my life instead of trying to fit my life into decisions that are made for me. Hmm. That's great. Articulated perfectly. Yeah. I, I would be remiss if I did not bring up, cause I brought it up at the beginning of the conversation, Crybaby, mm-hmm. the story of the workshop. Oh, yeah. Maybe now this La Jolla moment to Broadway. Oh yeah, sure. But things you, things you never expect. Like you, mm-hmm. uh, I, I booked the workshop and it felt very, it was, it was just the time of my life. It was also rife with meeting idols of mine, but also like trying to be present in those weeks to like really do the work to know that you're solidifying your place in this show, in this track, in this moment, mm. when they aren't even sure what the tracks are or, you know, what's going on. So I, um, I mean, I don't think this is any secret but like, you know, a day or two after, maybe a week after we finished the workshop, basically everybody said like, 
see ya in La Jolla for the out of town, like question mark. Like it wasn't clear, but it was also like, well, that's the next thing that this show is doing. So I'm hopeful, but also, you know, taking a time to pat yourself on the back for the work you did and knowing that you've done, done the work. And um, I get a call from the director who is nice, so nice, nice as can be. And he called me personally and I do not take this for granted that he was the one making this call. That is a big, that was a big thing. But it was devastating because he said, I'm so sorry to say that we don't, we don't have the budget for your track going forward. And so we're, we, need, we need that track to be a crybaby cover and you are just not that person. And I was devastated. And I, I went into fight or flight and I was like, I was like, well, don't you think that I am the understudy for bleep, bloop, bleep, bloop, bloop, and bloop. And he was like, that, I never thought of that. Or I mean, I'm sure he thought of it, but like, I was just like, mm. he's like, but that's not the point of this call. The point of this call is that, you know, budgets are budgets, but I wanted to tell you that we, that we loved your work, but we're not taking you. So there was a few months in that summer, actually most of that summer, where I knew that this show was, had a life beyond what we did and I was not, uh, part of it. And this is not a unique story. I mean, mm. this happens all the time. Mm. For me at that moment in my life, it was pretty devastating, right? It was, it was very, it was, it was bad. Mm. But the, the great part of the story is, is a few months later, he calls me back personally to tell me that they found money for another track. And they did, they did. They, so then my track was there and solidified for the for La Jolla and we I got to keep being in that process so it was it was amazing and I will never forget it I will never stop thanking this this person and the people who fought for me mm. uh for that and I just you know that and that's how I started my the journey to my Broadway debut and it really meant a lot <clears throat> yeah because I was gonna say more often than not it is rather unique one stays with a workshop out of town and goes to Broadway, you know, yeah. with, if you're not the, the big name at the front of the, whatever it's yeah, of a course. lot of things, there's a lot of cuts, a lot of changes. So yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, and thank you for jumping around. Cause we're doing a lot of jumping around here today. Um, Come on. I'm easy. I got my drink. Yeah, we're, ready. We're, we're water. We're flowing. Um, are there any common pieces of incorrect advice that you hear? Ooh. Ooh. Um, trying to really think about that. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I definitely hear a lot of it, but I have heard a lot of it over the years, but you know, I don't know. Um, I would say, you know, incorrect advice. I, I think, I think a, a little bit of incorrect advice would be like, you just need to show them your top notes or you just need to show them everything you can do in this two minutes or like, every, mm -hmm. you know, it, audition wise, I think that's a trap. It's one I've fallen, I've fallen into many times and I probably will uh, again, mm -hmm. but it was, you know, it was advice given to me. It was advice, like you have their attention for so little, you have to say, you have to show them everything. And mm -hmm. I think that that does you a disservice because it doesn't show, it doesn't tend to show a performer's, uh, full abilities, abilities to tell a story, abilities to um, 
to look like a rounded person and not this crazy, like over the top screlter. You know what I mean? So, and I think, and it's, that, and it's hard. And I, I'm, I'm now giving advice to you and your, and the podcast audience to maybe not go so hard into that. And, but I mean, yeah. but what I mean is to pepper in some humanity into your impressiveness, like try to, try to float out the impressive shit without, you know, without hitting people over the head with it, because, you know, it's just, it just doesn't always serve you. Yeah. I don't know. There's one I thought of. (laughs) I like that. No, I like that. And I, I had heard it in an interview. Oh my goodness. Two or three years ago, I had Eric Woodall on the show and he, he had mentioned, you know, even with eight bars, you can still show a slice of humanity. And that's you what we want to see. And he's like, it's almost too heady to walk into a room and tell everyone auditioning because they're going to be going through their book, Slice yeah. of Humanity, Slice of Humanity. Right. But it's whatever you're singing, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you're singing, you can just, how do you feel about yeah. it today? You know? Yeah. Context of that's it. very true. Oh, what a kind man. He's all, he was always kind to me when he was casting in the city. Yeah. He's, he's good people. But, and I love that you're, 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 it's amazing. The more positive you are, the more positive people come into your life. And I love that. I love this conversation. I got one more for you before we wrap it up. Okay. Metaphorically speaking, if you could put a word or a phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see, does anything come to mind? Um, yes. Uh, let's see. It's literally coming to my mind now. I'm driving. I love it. I'm driving down. It's like it's like Wyoming. I'm driving mm. in my car. I'm putting myself in a place. I'm driving in my little shitty car um, to another gig where I've like booked it by via VHS 32 bars. And all my belongings are in the back of my car. And it's a very flat road in Wyoming. And there's one billboard. It's the one billboard that doesn't uh, tout religion and it says <laughs> it says just do you boo just do you boo i love that just word. do you comma boo i I, I think i mean you know and it kind of goes with what we're talking about this you know at the end of the day you gotta be you yeah and, and that's all they're doing anyway they're just look everybody's just looking at you and being like we have to fit this massive matrix together and i cannot even i cannot even put myself in that position to be the puppet master that puts a matrix of cast and crew and creatives and looks and heights and voice types together in this show that's going to be your next hit or something mm-hmm. you know that is so difficult to do so you know, without looking at it like we're the paint on the set walls. I'm not trying to say that, but I am right. saying like, you know, sometimes they're just not looking for you, boo. You're you're great. You can sing that. Hmm. Doesn't mean that you're the thing. You're you're not the thing that's gonna be with the other things that they already have in mind. So it the more you can be like, just do you, boo, it's just gonna serve you a little better. <laughs> and you won't yeah. cry after auditions <laughs> as much. I love that <laughs> as much. I love it. I love as it. Much. Not the crying, but, and it's so easy too. It's so, it's so hard and yet so easy. It's so simple. Just be yourself. True. Michael, this has been a fantastic conversation. Is there anything else you want to say before we end this bad boy? I mean, personally, I want to do this whole thing over again and I want you to answer all these questions, but let's just do that as friends later. We will. We will. <laughs> Well, this has been fantastic. Oh, you're the best. 
Beautiful huh. friends. Beautiful friends. Michael Buchanan. I love you. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening. 